Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 126 of Chirpin' DMV. It's Bob here. We've got Ben and AB today. No coach, no Blake. Uh, I think this may be the first time this year it's been us three, but it is January 7th. Happy New Year. It's not too late like it is for me and Ben. I know, and AB, I think both guys on the IR, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely on the IR. Got no mad sniffles. The only yeah. guy. I think last time we talked, there was an in-house positive in the little household. Um, Made its way to me. Yeah, we didn't avoid danger there. AB, have we tracked down the source? Do we need to get uh, the magnifying glass out here? Do we know what's going on? Was this an intentional infection? Rival roller hockey team, perhaps? What are we we talking about here? I'm so confused. You're getting corona. Who gave it to you? Oh. Uh, yeah, we don't know that. It was, um, I got it from, I got it from like three different people. Oh, sick. All at once. Well, anyway, it's episode 126 here. Uh, Ben, AB and Bob, we do have a lengthy interview with Tark El-Bashir, uh, now with TNT, the athletic, I think it was his fifth or sixth time on the show, but stick around for that. Um, not a ton going on in the new year. We do have again, two guys on the IR, they're fighting through it. Um, but uh, did you guys get to get out for the new year at all? You tucked away at home. Uh, what, what, how was uh, ringing in the new year? Um, for me, it was uh, just, you know, quiet and peaceful, honestly. We went, uh, me and my girlfriend went out to dinner and then just went back and just played some board games with her parents, and that was it, <laughs> which is basically yeah, no. what we did last year. Yeah, mine was more or less the same, except my girlfriend came and my brother's girlfriend came because they already had the COVID that I have, so they couldn't get it. So they came and we just played board games until like four in the morning and got pretty drunk. Yeah, yeah. That. I um, intentionally went out with, hey, good uh, breaking news, a girlfriend. Um, nice. Holy shit. Inten- yeah, right. Uh, in- intentionally went out very early for dinner, went old man route. Uh, loaded up on sushi, PTFO. You boy woke up, rolled over, checked what time it was. I was like, uh, well, missed the New Year, bummer. Like, oh up, my man. God, you're that age now, or you yeah. missed New Year? No, it was on purpose, man. I got a belly full of liquor and a belly full of sushi in me, and called it quits for the night. So, not a lot has happened since we've talked cap wise. I mean, maybe some COVID stuff here and there, some injury speculation. Um, but just three games played since we last spoke. Uh, what do we have? We had Detroit. Uh, oh, sorry, Ben. Who who did we have? We had Nashville first. Nashville, then Detroit, yeah, that was a shit and then show New Jersey. Yeah, um, completely out of nowhere. Well, why don't you uh, lead the charge here? Talking about the Nashville game, we're not going to spend a ton of time talking actual cap stuff today, guys. We have a, again a long interview with Tarek, um, so we're going to keep it brief here. But the Nashville game got exciting. Yeah, no, it started off pretty good because we got like Backstrom, Kuzi, and Oshi back off of COVID finally, and Wilson back from IR. Alexiev was playing his first game as a capital. He was their first round pick of the year. They won the cup, so he was like 31 overall. And they got off to, oh, and Michael Kempney was back too. I haven't seen him in like two years. But uh, he Someone was uh, busting my balls the other day. I called him a first line or a first round. I was like, yeah, fairly. <laughs> not, not really. And, uh, so the Caps got off to a hot start, went up three bagel, and then immediately blew it. 
And then Kuzi scored just this disgusting goal, like just peeked out from behind the net and ripped it. And then, um, yeah, that was, was that the short it. side one. Was that short yeah. side? Yeah, short side. And then, uh, then Carl Haglin of all people buries the empty netter. Well, yeah, I mean, you got truly twenty-four square feet of open net there, and you think that he won't miss, and he didn't. He he, he buried it home. Didn't pull Patrick Steph on. I think we're on the whatever how however many year anniversary of that was pretty recent. If you're on hockey Twitter, Patrick yeah. Stefan missing the the empty net. And then the Oilers going down and scoring a tie the game, eventually winning it in overtime. Brutal. Ray Fer- Ray Ferraro handling it pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you say? That was you, you'll never live this down. Yeah, that, like, does be the, that does not belong. That does not belong in the National Hockey League. So if you're not old enough to get that reference, uh, I don't know. Go watch YouTube. But yeah, so Caps Nashville game that Koozie snipe was pretty nasty. We did get to see Backstrom back, which. I mean, we were talking here about it later in the interview, but we, we didn't know if he was going to be back this year, right? Like, we thought that he might be on the shelf, uh, maybe keep him on LTIR with Mantha, make some moves. But as of right now, Backstrom back, Caps are happy. Uh, moving on to the next game. Yeah, Detroit, uh, Lucas Johansson made his debut. He was their first-round pick. I don't even know when, like 2016 or something. It's been a while, long time. He realized who it's uh, related, or he was brothers with Brian Johansson. How do you not? Yeah. <laughs> huh? I feel like that's all that Cavs Twitter said. Yeah, I feel like that's that. the only reason I know who he is. Yeah, like prior I mean, to this year. Was, I didn't know that when he was drafted or anything. I just I just thought it was a common name. <laughs> Johansson's pretty common. Name. It was coincidentally after Ryan Johansson's like nastiest years. Like he has not been great since then, but it was coincidentally at the time that Ryan Johansson was nasty. Yeah, I had no clue. And then they were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. So that Nashville game was the first time the Capitals had all four centers. And then the next game, Eller was out. So they didn't have that again. Uh, it was Orlov's 600th game, which is pretty underrated. He's been with the team for like ever. I didn't realize how long it had been. And then basically it was just um, they got scored on in the second period. And then Kuzi, again, absolutely rips on a brutal pass from Lucas Johansson. It was like a breakout pass in his feet somehow. Kuznetsov got it. And then Ovi uh, scored a power play goal to get the most power play goals of all time. What are the 275 power play goals? Yeah, he passed uh, Dave Anderchuk. Who... Yeah, so he got that. Southeast from... legend. He got player. that from from deep. He was like at the blue line when he shot it. And then he got a McNugget minute empty netter because Ovi just decided he wanted to win the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not to go down a rabbit hole, less worried about the McNugget minute. And dude, Papa John's used to run a sick deal down here. If the Caps scored like four goals in one, you got a sick deal. And then the Caps, yeah, they did. Year. I remember that. Yeah, and they were like, shit, uh, three goals in a win is not going to do it. We need a little bit more than that. But yeah, so Herb Ovi needs passed. a pet or a treat. Dude, or Herb something. Brooks has been. He's been acting a fool, man. All this snow we got. We got a bunch of snow down here, Ben. Uh, you can take the boy out of Minnesota. You can't take Minnesota out of the boy. This dude goes absolutely bananas in the snow. Yeah. He's part, part sled dog, but now he's just a dumb golden. Yeah, my black uh, labs love a good snowfall. But he's just the other dogs that don't know what to do around here. And Herbie's like the meme, like, I love cocaine. Just snow all over his face at all times. <laughs> absolutely bananas. Uh, so, yeah, I mean couple quick games i i did have one question going into the jersey game isn't vanacek undefeated against the devils uh, yeah i think, I think have they 
they haven't lost to the Devils until this in like two years, right? So he yeah, has to be. but he's like seven or eight. No, we just like we don't play him against the Devils. Like again, not like a super meaningful game right now. We're plugging and playing in the lineup like crazy. But I just thought that was kind of bizarre, right? The dude's got a perfect record against the Devils. Like it was also Sammy's third game in a row, which is like normal for a starter, but he's not like the official starter. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe not a ton to read into there, but I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. Also, uh, New Jersey, Backstrom and Oshie out with a non-COVID illness, so that was awesome. That's pretty uh, sick. That was pretty sick. Got Jensen, Schultz, and Sprung back. Alexi Protus went to Hershey for, like, two seconds. I don't know why they keep – I like, obviously, I don't know the cap situations. They just keep throwing guys down to Hershey, calling them back up. Well, I don't know what comes into play with the taxi squad either. I know that they brought those yeah. back in a limited capacity, so I, I, I have no idea. I'm not even going to begin to try and keep up with the CDC, the NHL, and the uh, state and county I live in at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, in this one, the uh, the Capitals went down uh, two because the Devils scored, like, twice in a minute, and then in the second period they score again after Carlson absolutely ripped it in the McNugget minute. That goal was gross. That shot, do you guys see that one? Uh, that was one of your one of your what did you say he's got like uh, I can't remember the exact analogy but you made some egregious take on comparing John Carlson's shot to some high caliber high caliber it was a, right into the microphone uh, high caliber uh, weapon of some sort but yeah I don't the, uh, it's usually a weapon of some kind was that the same same game as the down goal uh, yes it was holy shit yeah, so uh, Dowd and Subban got in, like, one of the worst fights I've ever seen. Not, like, there wasn't even, like, a punch thrown. And then Nick Dowd scores that insane goal. And I tweeted, like, extremely get, skilled goal. And, no, like, you, yeah. Get talked about at all. Yeah, and I made, like, a, I made, like, a joke saying, like, an extremely scored goal by – extremely skilled goal by Nick Dowd. Like, that doesn't happen often. Like, I know he's skilled, and everyone, like, jumped on me saying that was a bad take. Like, I was well, kidding. Well, no, if, if, if that was, you know, Crosby – that would have been all over everywhere. And now, yeah, that was what I followed it up with. Like, if this is Crosby or McDavid, it's a goal of the year conversation goal. Yeah. And, oh my God, Crosby can like play baseball and fucking play hockey at the same time. It's like, dude, yeah. Like, they all can do it. TJ Oshie fucked up all the time. Yeah. TJ Oshie does that like nine times a game. Yeah. <laughs> either way, that was a nasty goal. Yeah. Yeah. It was disgusting. And then Connor Sherry ties it after Blackwood throws just a pizza right to Lars Eller. Yeah, and then they uh, lose in overtime. So. That's, I mean, Lars Eller was in fourth or fifth goal this year. Like he, I mean, it's tough because again, the Cavs are still sitting pretty and just scoring. The fourth line's doing well. Those those guys are scoring a lot, but I, I feel like he's gonna start scoring. Lars Eller, yeah, he's not. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's contributing as much as he has in previous years. We'll worry about it in March and April. Yeah, exactly. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we don't need him. We don't need him to score a ton right now, but we're gonna need him eventually. That's kind of like, it's kind of like you said, like we're doing well right now. So like, let's like, I'm just kind of brushing over to this type of stuff, but it is something to look out for towards the end of the season when, when, if our top line does start to get shut down and we're not getting production really from anybody, then it's like, well, what the fuck is Lars doing? So it is something yeah. to look out for, but yeah, maybe, it's not like something urgent right now. Well, I mean, hey, trade deadline's not that far away. Yeah, and we get into a great conversation with Tarek. He blew my mind with that. Take. That was the first time I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. that never crossed my mind once. Yeah, the first time I, I heard it. And, and I, would, I mean, that's like a that would put that's gonna put some people's heads into a spin for sure. 
I dude, my reaction, I think, said it all. I freaked out when he said it. I was <laughs> muted for good reason. See, yeah, that's, I mean, that was like, like the, my internet was kind of lagging a bit, and then I heard AB like yell, and I thought it was someone in my house. <laughs> well, I, I I I try not to cuss. I do cuss. I try not to cuss Tom on the show, but I was muted. Thank God when he dropped that name because it was it was definitely not going to be my prettiest language. So yeah, I mean, not not a huge concern at this point. The Cavs again are still sitting pretty. And that's crazy to think when you say that Nick Baxter has played, what, two games? He's got there are three games, two power play apples. Um, so, yeah, I mean, talking about going from sick goal to sick goal, uh, my boy, I called him for the Calder. A.B. made a, a horrendous take. I think uh, maybe A.B. was with me on the, the Calder, but Kale McCarr's goal the other night. Oh, like Calder, like last year, you mean, or two oh, years no, ago? He's still. Oh shit, you're right. I don't know what I'm talking he's about. Rookie. I said Kale McCarr for Norris. You mean yeah, Norris, Norris, Norris. Norris yeah. You're right. Thank you for the correction there. But holy shit. Yeah, no, yeah. I was playing NHL when this happened. I was like, had like my game over on the side, so I like glanced and I like had to like look away from my game to see it because it was so disgusting. Yeah, he's not fair. He's he's simply just not a fair player. Especially when it's three on three, to be able to stop on a dime like that and yeah. accelerate, like his accelerate his first three steps, it was like it, like Kirby Doc didn't stand a chance. Oh my <laughs> I god! Saw, I saw Kirby someone Dock. tweet. Yeah, I saw someone tweet like this is actually pretty good defending by Doc. I don't know what else he could have done. Well, dude, uh, he's got think twenty five like games. He's got fourteen goals and fourteen assists. He's one hundred and twenty six games into his career. He's got one hundred twenty two points as a defenseman. I haven't yeah. watched enough of either of them, but like if I if you guys were comparing, would you rather have Adam Fox or Kill McCarr? McCarr. I would yeah, same. I, I would I, also think McCarr. I think we got, he has a, a little bit stronger of a pedigree. Yeah. I, Adam Fox is probably currently the better defenseman, but like Kill McCarr is just so much more fun to watch. It's like, yeah, it's the way it's the way McCarr plays and like skates yeah. and everything. Yeah, he's a more dynamic player. I think, you know, Fox is a high like well, even like Carlson, right? He's got an absolute cannon. But it's not like John Carlson's making a ton of like highlight real move dangles or like skating yeah. around people, right? Like Kale McCarr is an elite skater, an elite puck handler, and an elite shooter while playing defense. Right. He's yeah. he's pretty much Kuznetsov playing defense. Well, yeah. I, like <laughs> Quinn Hughes doesn't like he said he doesn't like people thinking that he's a one dimensional player, but he's like that Quinn Hughes type where like if he's got the puck on his stick in the offensive zone, he's a fourth defenseman. He's not, or he's a fourth forward. He's not a defenseman. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's absolutely insane. It's unfair that the Avalanche have him and Bo and Byram coming up. Yeah, yeah they, they have like gonna, him. They have like Devin Taves, who people are saying is like a top ten. It's inevitable the they win a cup soon. And yeah. I mean, we did get to the conversation a little bit in our group chat talking about teams that just rain dominant without winning cups. We don't need to dive into that. Maybe we'll see it for next week. But um, yeah, I, I, especially when they have guys like Nazem Kadri, he's like fifth in the NHL in scoring right now. That's absolutely bananas. Yeah, that's yeah, putting on a radar so hard right now. And <laughs> I know. Fuck, Nazem Kadri's up here. That's it's, it's just insane. I mean, mainly because the top three, like, I mean, Ov's kind of taking the league by storm, which is like unheard of at thirty six years old. But and then you have McDavid and Drysaitel, like, also just doing, doing them. That. Yeah. But um, uh, did you guys uh, not to switch topics last? But did you pay, talk about the World Juniors at all last? episode no i uh, i may have tweeted about it but i thought that it was going to be in jeopardy it's pretty it's a big bummer to see that it got canceled yeah. i i typed up a bunch of tweets about it that i didn't end up sending just because i was making compare uh, i don't know but it, here's it's... um here's my quick overreaction 
Connor Bedard's got to be better than Connor McDavid. Holy shit. Whoa, they're playing Austria. <laughs> I don't care, dude. He, he he went right back to the juniors and scored four goals. I mean, I, Con- I did. He did do that. Yeah, and then Con- and Connor McDavid never scored four goals. He also played Austria or a bad team. <laughs> Probably a few. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not Austria, but I think it was McDavid on a world junior team three years. I think he was only on it two, wasn't he? I, think well, he was, I, don't yeah. know. I, think I can't imagine Edmonton let him go. But he was sixteen on the That's team. That's true. You're right. You're he was, right. He was sixteen years old on the team, and he only scored four points in seven games. And the dark. <laughs> Puts up four in one game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, other other hockey news, but yeah, I mean, yeah, World Juniors canceled. AB was that your was that the one thing you wanted to get off your chest? It was cool to see USA wearing those jerseys. Yeah, yeah I know the one year they have like the perfect jerseys. They just yeah. canceled. We the got to see a cool international game with the sick jersey. I was gonna say one that to Owen Owen Powers on fucking real. Oh my god, oh, yeah. he's, he's gonna, gonna be the best team. defenseman in the world because he got a hat trick. He's the first uh, Canadian <laughs> defenseman to do that. He's gonna be on the Olympic team. The yeah, he's gonna play worlds, world juniors, and Olympics before he plays in the NHL. And yeah. a bean pot. Oh no, sorry, he's Michigan. And, and a bean pot. <laughs> it's absurd that like University of Michigan all just plays for Team Canada too. Yeah, <laughs> it was with the first three picks this year. We're all Michigan guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they had like Michigan one guys. American. They had Matt Beniers. He's American. Yeah, um, but like, you know, win, if they don't win the NCAA tournament. This year, if they don't win the Frozen Four, that's a failure. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's a complete failure. Powder's not going to be playing for half the year because of all these international tournaments. Who knows? Uh, that's true. Uh, oh, but, I just had one more Colorado thing. Miko yeah. Rantanen is probably the most underrated player in the NHL right now. I don't know. He had like a hundred point season like two years ago. I know, and no one talks about him. No, no last year he. I, I don't know if he staples together three. It's like a, it's like albums, right? It's like bands. If you got three good albums, you're a stellar band. He staples together three good seasons. I think you, you get to start talking about them. I know, but then the, if the people don't talk about you, that's the problem. That makes you yeah. underrated. Well, yeah. I mean, are we going to compare them to like the shins? Like, oh, it's hipster music. It's pretty underground, but yeah, they're good. The strokes, great music. No one talks about them. He staples together three good seasons, and uh, we'll start mixing them in the bunch. I already have him up there, so you do you. Yeah. How about that? Say, I'm with Ben on this one. Uh, he's he's definitely up there. Like I don't th- I, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's nasty. I don't think that he's underrated. Don't don't get me wrong. He's nasty. I think that he is. I just I always see him like top like five in like a bunch of different categories, like points in the last three years, and I wouldn't have never guessed because no one talks about him. People are well, starting yeah. to talk about Huberto and stuff and Barkov, but not random. I yeah. I guess I'm I'm partial to uh, when I lived out west. When I was in Wyoming, Colorado was the closest team. Avs were the closest team. So everyone right. out there, I'm just seeing Avs stuff all the time. One of my good buddies in college was a huge Avs fan. So maybe it's just my my targeted ads, and those passive uh, <laughs> passive data harvesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't get me wrong. I don't think Brandon is a bad player. I think he's so. You think team. he's a bad player? That's what yep, you're saying. I think that he's absolute dog shit, and I wouldn't want him on my team. Uh, I guess last Colorado. Man, you guys know that I do have some family ties, some some inner, unfortunately, Philadelphia fandom. Apparently, uh, leader in the clubhouse for the, the draft, the McCarr draft, when Nolan Patrick was taking number two. Everyone was saying, take McCarr, take McCarr, take McCarr. Oh. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take Nolan Patrick. Yep. Yeah, that's that's tough. <laughs> Good for Caps fans, though. You don't have to play against him a bunch. Yeah, that would suck. Him and Provorov, like that would yeah. suck. So yeah, that would definitely change Philly like completely. So uh, switching switching subjects here. Switching subjects here. 
the winter classic. Um, at first, I hated Minnesota's jerseys. I think they were nasty. They were so nice. They, they were, were perfect for the winter classic. I went yep. to Boston the other day. Oh, yeah. I wanted to go off on a little rant on that. I'll do that later, though. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just give us the sign. Um, and St. Louis's jerseys were gross, too. Yeah, they yeah. were. Um, I, at first, I hated Minnesota's jerseys, but I thought those were absolutely filthy. Like minus 20 with wind chill. I think it was an awesome winter classic. Yeah, the way they set it up and everything, like they had like the guy like sawing the tree and everything. Like it just looked so good for Minnesota. I loved it. Yeah, I I was I was supposed to be in Minnesota over the holiday, opted out of that. Uh, (laughs) Coldest coldest outdoor game ever. I'm so glad I didn't go. There was serious consideration for me to go. You guys know I have a blues tattoo, a lost bet. Um, (laughs) I got some St. Louis ties, some Minnesota ties. There was a at one point in time, there was a big certainty that I was going to be. You're an NHL team whore is what you are. Yeah, dude. It was a business decision. I couldn't go. Um, but that was pretty sick, man. It was, it was a pretty good game. A lot of goals scored. If you're going to be freezing cold outside and your beer is going to be solid yeah. before you get to it, like, yeah, you may as well see a shit ton of goals. Would have been nice if the home team won. That but. would suck so bad. Like, what do you have to – what do you do there? I guess you just buy Captain and Cokes and hope they don't freeze. Did yeah, you, you literally to, just buy those and, like, run to the – inside during intermission like did you go to the uh the game in annapolis av no i wasn't there oh my god dude i went to the classic in 2011 i didn't go to the one at nats park but i went to the the outdoor game at navy stadium ben holy shit dude that might have been the coldest coldest game i've been to like i my phone my hands were so cold i couldn't use my thumbprint to log into my phone and i was heavily inebriated trying to like get ubers locked in log into my phone couldn't do that locked myself out my flight was the next morning my hangover and the flu hit me all at once on that flight like it was just a rough go i couldn't imagine being in minus 20 when i lived in north dakota like i'd walk to class and maybe minus 20 but like playing an actual hockey game no chance dude i'm out scratch me for uh fort dupont yeah i don't think that that was was cold it was that that was the coldest drink I'd ever played it. Like, like there was just like zero heat at all in it. And like, I don't know, it was just like very poorly built. And we were like, we play in this tournament every single year during Christmas at, at Fort DuPont. It was a private and we play against like a bunch of private high schools. I'd have to play with hand warmers. Like it was fucking freezing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the winter classic was, was pretty nasty all things considered. Um, Again, just like if it's gonna be minus twenty with wind chill, dude, they can just count me the fuck out of that. Yeah, I'd be like, can you healthy scratch me today? Like, that's I, exactly I, what I said. You count me out. Yeah, like. Um, so yeah, I mean that was that was the the winter classic this year was pretty sick. Um, moving on, unfortunately, Pittsburgh and the Rangers are both buzzing, like Ben uh, pointed out in our group chat. Um, yeah, Pitt has like nine wins in a row. And they were down yeah. two nothing the other night, and then someone punched Sid, and then he got all mad and got like three okay. points. Well, okay. ever since I gave Tristan Jari the double birds, they've been tearing it up. That's probably all he thinks about. Yeah, he's he's staying up at night. Like, who's that, that tall guy. son of a bitch? <laughs> Who was that handsome Stupid guy mustache. with the handlebar yeah. mustache? Who's that Seth Rogen son of a bitch standing behind me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Victory's <laughs> kind of scaring me though, for sure. <laughs> Ah, dude, do you really think that Brian Russ and Evan Rodriguez are going to keep it up? I don't I, fucking know. Jay Gensel fucking 
did it again. We're we're talking three four years with Gensel now. You gotta you gotta. I said to my friend like three years ago, like Brian Rust can never be an elite player in the NHL because his last name's Rust, and then he put up like over a point per game. I was saying Connor Sherry did it with them. Like it just happens in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I uh, I had a trade on the table. Uh, One of my buddies sent me in our league more at cider i got cider for rust and then rust went out and had like two goals that trade got pulled immediately I was like, yeah, all right well i was thinking about it <laughs> and they don't uh, even have malkin yet i was about to say malkin's not even back yet and he says his knee's 200 percent stronger than it was before he did have a uh pretty good um quote about his contract he's again like, yeah, really that was pretty funny <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> funny <laughs> It's like, I'm a pretty rich guy. <laughs> I'm a pretty rich guy. I'm not too worried about it. Um, pretty good. But other other league news, Ben, do you want to you give us our this week's What If Willie? I do, actually. So um, I'm not the biggest football fan. I'm just kind of getting into it a little bit. But uh, obviously, I think everyone saw Antonio Brown bail on the box, or allegedly they bailed on him, and that was him leaving. But anyways, um, what if Willie stripped and danced around the New York Jets end zone? <laughs> um, what do you think would happen? Um, dude, I mean, all right. Like, so if Tom Wilson's at a, the New York Jets game, you gotta imagine it's interconference play. So once every like what four years to play in the Jets. So we're saying Tom Wilson could be anywhere from maybe he's in his early thirties at that point. Maybe Tom's having an existential crisis. Maybe I he's think. just attending. Maybe they're playing New Jersey. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, he's attending, and you know, if we're taking all things into consideration. Hopefully, what if Willie? If what if Willie took his shirt off and was running around the end zone at the Jets game? Hopefully, it's because the uh, Washington Armada defeated the Jets. The Armada, or the Admirals. Sorry, you're the calling the name Admirals. Admirals. You call them Washington Admirals. I don't fucking know. I don't care. They should just blow up the team. Fuck them. <laughs> but what if Willie did it, baby? That's a segment. <laughs> yeah. Don't ruin this. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, you know, everyone would just – all the Rangers' Twitter would just freak the fuck That's out. That's true. I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah there's a Rangers connection there. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 we, it always comes back to this. There might be a full-on riot. Yeah, yeah it and, always comes back to the Rangers. It really yeah, does. She, uh, I think uh, a Rangers' Twitter account tweeted the other day, I would like to thank Tom Wilson and the Washington Capitals for creating a monster. And it was just like them at the top of the stand. <sighs> yeah, not much you could say back to that. I just well, like, like the only thing I would say is like, do you really think that it's like Ryan Reeves doing that for you? Like, is he no. the reason you're well, it's Barkley, it's Barkley no, I would be like, and, uh, what was it? Jared Tenorti. Yeah, and uh, Sammy Blay. Yeah, you're fucking welcome for being in your head that much that you're giving us credit, guys, being good. You are welcome. That's like <laughs> you're at this point making us the bigger brother. You also yeah. have Alexi Lafreniere on pace for like 30 points. Good and pick. Capo Caco, just tearing it up. I know. So that that almost scares me a little bit too, the fact that these number one and number two overall picks haven't done shit yet. I know. What we, just they talked about, we just talked about Nolan Patrick. I think we talked about Neil Yakupov last episode. Where, or him and Jack Hughes have comparable stats to this point of their career. Yeah. I also I saw a thing – I saw a yeah, thing he's like you know, game this year. He's, he's not exactly what I said. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Um, I saw like one of those people who puts. I might have been like that J Fresh guy who puts up like cards of like stats and advanced stats. He said like Washington's like an elite five v five team with bad special teams right now, and the Rangers suck at five v five. So I feel like it's not like sustainable what they're doing. 
Yeah, so playoff time it will be. Yeah, not that I watch them ever, but. Right. Yeah, our boy Zach Jones did get uh, called up, though. Uh, uh, he was a guest on the show. So, Zach Jones, hopefully you play well against everybody besides Washington. Um, the other part with the Rangers is that Chesterskin, however you pronounce it. Yeah, is, he's like the best goalie in the world. Yeah, he's like a Vesnov leading goalie right now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And they have Adam Fox. Well, I still it's... think the Panthers are going to tank at some point. Gonna, you know, <laughs> things are going to happen. Things are going to Chris happen. Kreider's already at 20 goals, which is nuts. But, and people are just, like, not acting like it's a flash in the pan. He's like Case Keenum playing for the Vikings right now. This is, like, unheard of territory for Chris, Chris Kreider. And people are like, oh, what's he going to get? Could they trade him? Like, nothing. Yeah, he's going to score twelve goals next year. Yeah, Chris Kreider isn't like doesn't doesn't NHL Twitter make fun of him for not knowing what offsides is? Like, <laughs> yeah, or where the goalie's positioned at? Yeah, he's thirty years old. I don't. Think yeah, he's Chris injured Kreider, like nine goals. 30? Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't know that. He's yeah, pretty, he, he's a lot older than I thought. Yeah. Did he win a title at Boston College? Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Was I'm he with Gaudreau? Sure. He was. Yeah. He played three years at BC, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So yeah, that must have been when That's Johnny G was weird. there. So damn. So yeah, I don't. I do not think that you know Chris Kreider's pace at this point is anything um, to fawn over for seasons to come. Rangers fans, like he's thirty years old, and I think he's on the wrong side of thirty already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could be wrong there. Um, but other Caps news was Orlov left with injury. Uh, Hagelin, Kuzi, Carly, Ovi took maintenance days. Um, other than that, there's, there's not a ton going on. We Yeah, we had, just Ovi getting the most power play goals of all time was pretty cool, but we touched on that a little bit already. Yeah. Um, let's, it's an inevitable record. Right, yeah, I would say, like, I don't uh, – I mean, I guess we're just so biased that we just know these records are going to be broken. <laughs> so it's not even a huge deal anymore. Yeah, I was so listening. No, go ahead. No, you you first. I insist. You're so nice. Um, don't out, don't out Canadian. Me. I, <laughs> I was listening to. I think it was Mike Rupp talking to Pat McAfee, and he oh, said, yeah, um, "Oh yeah, that was good." And I think they were talking again the other day because he has like I didn't know he has like a show associated with the Pat McAfee Network, so I was just tuning into that. And um, he was saying like even if Ovi breaks Gretzky's record, which he thinks he will. The crazier record that will never be touched is his power play goal record because I never even thought about that. It's like 27 yeah. years of double-digit power play goals. Yeah, Whitney was saying that too, I think. Oh, is uh, that who it was? Yeah, it was Whitney on Spitting Chicken. Oh, okay, yeah, that's who it was. Um, He was like, basically, you have to have 27 seasons of scoring 10 power play goals. Yeah, which I never even thought about. Like, that's insane. Was that yeah. for Gretzky or for – Ovi. For the Ovi. for Ovi's power play goal record. Oh, I was about to say, I thought I thought that correctly. He's like, it's, he was basically saying it's pretty hard to score like ten to fifteen power play goals a year. Yeah. Um, and you ba- and you have to in order to, to get to two seventy five, you have to do that twenty seven different times. Like, that's yeah, just, like that's yeah. a lot. I never even thought about that. Um, really either because I thought it was easy. I mean, Ovi makes it look so easy. That I thought it was easier. Because <laughs> I was about, yeah, I was about to say it's like hard to score ten. He has not played twenty seven years, so he's getting a lot more than ten each year. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like Drysaddle's scoring like fifteen to twenty power play goals a year. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. Uh, that could be wrong, but I, I mean, yeah, that's nuts. Like that. That's I'm not joking when I say Obi one K. Yeah, I'm not either anymore. Um, the the I'm one done. thing I, I missed that I did want to mention about the World Junior Tournament, I sent it to Ben. Sorry, AB. I know that you're a busy man. Uh, me and Ben are in each other's DMs. Don't worry about it. 
but the, the the Russian team. Did you see what happened to them after the, the tournament got canceled? Yeah, they got checked awesome. off. Yeah, just ripping shit. darts in the back. Yeah, Coach is yeah. playing music off his phone. <laughs> yeah, hacking darts, listening to Russian techno, getting kicked off the plane. Um, but we are going to end the episode with Tarek. So uh, before we do that, just want to get any uh, any final thoughts. I know that we we uh, we did our Christmas draft, our Christmas song draft, our movie draft. That's over with. But um, what else? What else you got? Closing thoughts wise here, Ben. What I wanted to tell you guys about. Mm. Right. You have a rant. I found this. It's not really a rant. It's just I just wanted to let you guys know about this awesome Facebook group that I'm in. <laughs> Shit, no one says, dude. It's it's awesome. It's it's like uh, it's hockey jerseys under hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I've been in, bro. Oh, nice. Yeah, that shit's awesome. I, <laughs> yeah. I bought like three jerseys already. Well, it's, like, yeah, because they're all mediums. I can't buy those fucking things. Yeah, they're all like fuck, and they're all like 50, 60 bucks. I'm like Gretzky Oilers ninety nine for sixty bucks. Yes, thank you. So there was a nasty Coles jersey I saw on Twitter the other day, and Blake. Yeah, I saw Blake. Did I'll that. fight you for it. I was like, bro, it's a medium. It's all you. It, I'm honestly on my phone because like there's so many people in that group that like there's probably like twelve to fifteen posts a day of people just post posting like yo looking to sell this or I'm looking for this jersey and I'm just like this is awesome. <laughs> I'll have to uh I'll have to go through the closet one day and maybe bring out my top ten but I've I got gonna, dude I've got it. You just like start fucking buying like on DH gate for, like jerseys for 40 bucks and then sell them on that Facebook group for 80. That's, uh, that's oh, no, not dude, what I do. They, they bet the people in those groups are so obnoxious. They like gatekeep buying jerseys. Look, you're driving down the value. Well, if there's a bunch of fakes out there, wouldn't it make your real ones more valuable and real in what sense? Like did Obi wear it or cause like, I don't give a shit. Frankly, It was wild that it was a private group and they were like, you all, we only want yeah, you. That's it's like a club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm with you there, Andy. I, I uh, again, I'll have to. I've got like Rubbermaid bins full of jerseys, like mostly '90s yeah. stuff. Not a ton of recent, but like tons of '90s jerseys. The like, only, the only issue is like a lot of those jerseys. Like a lot of them are selling jerseys that don't have names on the back. And I'm like, what the fuck are you getting that jersey? For? Uh, I do have a fair amount of those, but I've got like. Oh, I hate those. Well, yeah, I, mean, I used to buy free. those because they were, they were cheaper, free. but now I don't like them. They're all they were all free. I, I didn't pay a dime for them. Well, I mean. If they're free, then they're awesome. Yeah, like Pierre Turgeon, <laughs> Montreal. I've got a game used Stevie Weiger. That thing's never yeah. getting dished. That's sick. Yeah. I was looking um, at someone was selling one of those the other day, too, and I was like, oh. Dude, I might bite the bullet one of these days and just buy one of those jerseys on NHL.com with Obi's autograph on it. Like, whatever. I'll take the hit. This this <laughs> white go. one. This white one here. I have Obi's autograph. I met him and got it on that one. So I'm pretty well, happy. So my, with that. my nephew, he's almost two. I think I think I can take him to a practice here soon. Maybe once COVID dies down and sucker him into signing one of my jerseys. I think that's the best option. Yeah. I have a, it's a pretty good story behind this one. So my dad, he's like a writer. Like he used to write for Muscle and Fitness magazine. He owns a gym now. Good connection there. Bodybuilding.com forums. Yep, pretty much. So he, would, <laughs> he would write for, he used to write for that. And then 2015, I think. So I was like first year midget hockey here. So like grade nine or 10. And um, I came back from practice and we had already had the tickets to the game in Toronto. And he's like, I'm like airing out my gear. He's like, you're meeting Ovi tomorrow. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you're meeting Ovi tomorrow. I'm like, how? And he just told me, he's like, yeah, I lied to their PR guy and said that I'm writing an article for muscle and fitness. And I need a picture of my son and his favorite athlete. So I got to Toronto like early in the morning, 
got to walk around like low with like my media credentials and shit got in like a private room with Ovi got a picture with him signed my jersey and then I was like watching him play sewer ball and I got a picture with Backstrom got to watch practice and shit and it was it was unreal go fuck yourself yeah shout out the real jungle yeah, ben, have you ever told you uh, the story about when the Caps practiced at our home rink? No. Yeah, dude. The fucking chiller broke down. They used to practice in Maryland. The yeah. So, that they practice. Yeah, go ahead, AJ. Sorry. They, um, so the, I guess they play at, or they used to practice at this one rink, Piney Orchard. And it was the shit, it used to be the shittiest rink, like in Maryland. It was, we had no idea why they were practicing there. Um, but. Well, they used to play in Maryland. They used to play in Landover. Oh, that was where the old cap center was, right? Yep. Yeah. So they, I guess like Piney Orchard was like so shitty that they were like, all right, we got to like practice. No, the chiller broke. Oh, is that what it was? The chiller broke in the middle of the day. Okay. (laughs) So I don't know. I was like fucking 10 years old at the time. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, there was a tournament going on. We're we're different age groups. We were playing away. You guys were home. You and KP and all got to meet them. Yeah. So (laughs) they come over like. Uh, they come over for a practice at like 11 a.m. and their backup goalie doesn't make it. So our head coach, he, he played goalie. They asked him, "Could you, could you uh, goaltender and practice for them?" And he's like, "Sure." So we like stuck around and like watched him practice with them and everything. But these guys like got dressed at Piney Orchard, all drove over to the rink, fully geared with helmets on and everything, just driving <laughs> their escalades. And then we're all like, like. Cause they were supposed to be there at 11. It was like 1130. They still weren't there. And we were like, what the fuck? Where are they? We were about to leave. And then all of a sudden we see them pull up and we're like, holy shit. And they're all <laughs> like literally shin guards on and everything just coming out of their cars. Like and a 6am practice. Yeah. And so they just came out like they, they could do their practice and everything. Um, they come off, go to the locker rooms and we all like kind of line up as they're walking by. And my buddy, uh, Kyle powers fucking. It was Ovi's rookie year. Yeah, chirping, chirping OG Kyle Powers was like, "Yo, dude, could I have your stick?" He was like, "Yeah, sure." Just gave him a stick, <laughs> and they and then they were like signing autographs and everything. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah that's Kyle hilarious. Kyle. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, anything else, Ben? Anything else you want to touch on? Uh, no, it's just because I've been asking like random ass questions, like best movie and shit. I was gonna ask what your dream travel destination is because I'm locked down, so I'm thinking about is not being locked down. Well, I hate flying as uh, someone that's in the 99th percentile. Not that impressive, guys. It just means you're over like 6'2". Um, but I hate flying. I didn't fly until I was like 18. Not uh, that impressive. It's just no, something well, I, I live want, with. I don't want people to think that I'm like 7 feet tall. You say 99th percentile, you think, you know, humongous big, uh, like universe. <laughs> but no, I hate flying. So I think uh, 2022, I'm going to try... And get across the pond. Not that it's a dream destination, but it's a short international trip. Or, uh, not to sound like an idiot, I didn't realize how close Jamaica was. Or how close is it? I don't know. I've never even thought about going to Jamaica. It's just like a hop, skip, and a jump away from Florida. It's like, yeah, it's like a three-hour flight. Oh, so it's like Cuba for me, basically. Yeah, I've never seen blue water, so I'd like to go somewhere with blue water. Have Have you been across the pond like Europe ever? No, God, no. I, I've only left the country to play a game in Canada, and that's it. Oh, really? Yeah. You played one in Canada? Yeah, dude, I was going to school in fucking 20 miles south of Manitoba. Good yeah. good province. Probably the top two worst in Canada. Outside, I mean, Winnipeg's cool. 
It's expensive. Winnipeg's not very cool, though. It's like one of the worst cities you can live in in Canada. Well, again, I left the country for like six hours, Ben. I don't want to tell you, man. <laughs> Did you have to get a passport just for the game? Next question. Okay. Like, hey, dude, what's your dream destination? You just got back from uh, Jamaica, right? Jan almost everywhere. Tan almost everywhere. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have one. You don't have one? There's not like a place you want to go? Yeah, oh, ben, you just got back from fucking Europe. Like, AB goes to Jamaica. Like, this is not a – this is different questions. I feel like Charlie Kelly trying to leave Philadelphia right now. Yeah, I was, was going to say, like, I guess Hawaii. Like, I want to go to Hawaii. Leave Philly? But I think I'm going to Italy in April. See, like, Italy's like, sick. That's a cool place to, like, want to go. Oh, yeah, that's where my lineage is from. I just – I think I would have to – I don't know. I got to test this thing out. We'll get across the pond, see how I fare over there. It was also made for much shorter people. I don't know if you know, like, what I fit in Italy. We're not a tall people. I, uh, yeah, like, just got thrown, like, that just got through on me, like, last night. Like, I guess my girlfriend won some trip and she's like, we're going to Italy for your birthday. And I was like, what? Right on. I need, like, more than three months' notice for that. You just got to crush a bunch of travel videos, Bobcat. Then you'll like have somewhere you want to go. That's yeah, what I did. Right. I just started crushing them. I'm like, wow, I want to go there. I want to go I, there. Bobcat, I recommend just somewhere tropical. Yeah. Uh, you know my skin. I won't fare well, but I'll enjoy myself. Yeah. Um, it, de- it depends what you're trying to do. Uh, golf. I swear golf. All right. Yeah. Go Maybe tropical. not tropical then. Like a Ireland resort does not have a golf Scotland. Uh, Ireland would be sick. Australia. So- I mean, right. does Florida count as a? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just got I just got a text to one of my good for me. about a golf trip this spring, and I'm like, yeah, count me in. Yeah, go to St. Pete. Uh, I'm going to Tampa at the end of the month. Nice, there you go. Uh, but that'll do it for the front half of this episode, episode 126. And now we're going to kick it over to Tarek El Bashir. We will talk to you guys soon. Until then, stay safe and happy New Year. Happy New Year. Peace. All right. So we have on uh, Tarek El-Bashir, our, our favorite guest here. We've had him on uh, quite, a, quite a few times now, and uh, it's always good to have you on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, we actually wanted to start off uh, just asking um, basically how, you, how you've been doing with uh, the TNT and everything, how that came about and everything. I think Bob, Bobcat wanted to get into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I, that was the, the first thing that I mentioned in our group chat. I know that after uh, NBC Sports and ESPN started getting rights, TNT got rights, people like Jonesy and Talk were getting picked up. And you look at that murderer's row of, of, of analysts and, and that panel, like, how did you end up there? Like, I, that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like Rick Tockett and Wayne Gretzky and, you know, Anson Carter and Tarek El-Bashir. Like, is that weird? Are you thinking that's strange? No, I, 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 I got a really good agent. What do you want me to say? It's awesome. It's awesome. As, as DC guys, like we're stoked to see that. When we heard that last year, we were we were super pumped up. Especially you know with you being on so often with us, like we were we were ecstatic to see that. But how did that? Um, so you know, I I had done some television for uh, NBC Sports Washington, and when I switched over to the Athletic, there wasn't a whole lot of TV. Um, uh, that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity out there. Um, you know, NBC was, you know, had moved on and, you know, they were doing their own thing. So, um, 
and you know, the writing for the athletics took a lot of my time anyway. And then I got a call from my agent one day saying, Hey, you know, there's going to be a, a change in rights here. Um, would you be interested in, in throwing your name into the hat, uh, throwing your hat into the, the ring? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, it was honestly, it was one of those things where, you know, you get the call going, yeah, you got the job. It's like, no, really? <laughs> and, um, you know, it was great. It, it's fun. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what went into their thinking, but if I had to guess, you know, it might have something to do with, um, you know, covering Ovechkin and he's about to start breaking a whole lot of records and, you know, someone's been there for, for all, for all of it. Right. You know, so I don't want to jump the gun, but how did, how was that? The, um, he was on during, was it LaPierre's first goal? Were you watching that? Yeah. So that was a really weird, that was actually kind of funny because, you know, things were still kind of coming together a little bit for TNT and they actually assigned me that night to be in, uh, this is a little bit of inside baseball, but but they were like, yo, can you go to uh, Colorado, Chicago, I think. And I was like, and miss, and miss Rangers Capitals for my full-time gig? I can't do that. They were like, oh, yeah. I was like, you're actually in the building. They were like, yeah, but we got the A team on that game. I was like, oh. So, you know, it, it just kind of speaks to the, the juggling I have to do a little bit, you know, sometimes, you know. Um, uh, if I have to miss, you know, Capitals – you know, Carolina to do a TNT game, you know, I, I can pull away from that to, to, to go do a, a national broadcast. Um, but if it's, you know, the first game of the season or it's, you know, Caps Penguins or, you know, some other big game, um, you know, uh, the athletics still my full-time gig. So you know, what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to, you know, balance the best I can between the two things because, you well, know, that was I, my follow-up question was last yeah. time we talked to you, you were saying that you just, that you're doing the athletic, you were doing everything via Zoom. You had to run from, you know, Zoom meeting to athletic to this. And like, how are you, how are you juggling everything right now? Yeah. I mean, it, it can get crazy. I, you know, I was funny. I was talking to my wife today when I got back from uh, Pittsburgh, I was in Pittsburgh last night for TNT for uh, St. Louis at the Penguins. Um, you know, I got back and I, I said, you know what the craziest thing about this job is? Um, uh, it's, it's like three days of mellow, like just caps practices, not a whole lot going on. And then it's like three days of you don't have any time to sleep. Like you're, you're writing, you're, you're, you're like covering a game. You're getting back to the hotel at, you know, one o'clock in the morning, 1230 morning. And then you're writing through the night and then you're, you know, off to catch your next flight to wherever you're going. And it's like, yeah, I didn't really go to sleep last night. Uh, but then you got three days of, of quiet again on the other side of that. So it's, it's, you know, in a perfect world, I think it would be a little more kind of consistent, but you know, it is what it is, man. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, I love what I do really passionate about what I do. Um, and, uh, you know, basically, you know, taking on TNT to go along with athletics, it's just more hockey, which is what I love anyway. Well, so. I think the, the quote that I, I really liked from the last time you were on was, uh, it was during COVID, but it was still employed, still covering hockey. So we're still employed, yeah. still covering hockey. Well, I don't know if you guys saw the big news today, but uh, I was just about to ask about this my, about my, yeah. the, the athletic. Employer, my former employer, the New York Times, just bought my current employer. So <laughs> like I've come totally full, full circle. circle. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I went New York Times, Washington Post, NBC, The Athletic, New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh, what year are we in? Twenty two. So I worked at the New York Times. See, I graduated in ninety in ninety six. So I started as an intern there in 96 or 97. So yeah, like 25 years later, I'm back at the New York Times, which is, I mean, it's an awesome company to work for. Um, right before 
I jumped on with you guys. I was on a conference, an internal conference call where, you know, we were meeting the new CEO, you know, the new bosses basically. And it sounds like it's a great opportunity. I mean, we all have seen the reports that athletic have been looking to sell um, for a little bit here. And uh, you know, I, I just, I remember the three years I was at the New York times. It's just, it was an incredible place to work, deep resources, best journalists in the world. You know, I, I think it's going to make the athletic even stronger. So, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. It's funny as, as we're talking, um, like my phone and my messages on my computer are, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's like bzz, 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 something just happened because now everyone's telling me about something else that happened with the athletics. So <laughs> it's been kind of like, kind of a crazy day. It started in. Break some started, news. Dripping pocket right now. What's yeah. that? Break some news. Is your phone going off right now? You got to break <laughs> the news. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's anything that good. <laughs> um, Nothing that's not going to come out. Oh, before it's a, a lot of going back to the back to the New York Times. <laughs> so before we we jump to like actual cap caps related stuff, I did have a question about the athletic. I, I was curious. I, I feel like it almost happened overnight again, like you know TNT. But the athletic was that post ESPN when they did all their massive layoffs. Like I feel like out of nowhere, the athletic just took over the internet for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what happened. You know, other places started to downsize a little bit. So there were a lot of free agent veteran sports writers that were, that were, you know, available and on the market. And um, the two founders um, of The Athletic, um, Alex Mather and um, Adam Hansman, I, they just had this great idea. You know, they were huge sports fans and business guys out on the West Coast. And they were like, um uh, you know, there's a whole lot of teams that are being underserved here. There's an opportunity. So there's teams that are being underserved. There, there's a group of fans that will pay for premium content. Um, let's try to, oh, and there's also a bunch of free agent veteran, you know, sports writers that are out there. Let's try to make these three things work. And, you know, I, I, I don't know the particulars of the financials, but <laughs> what I've seen is they just sold the company for $550 million dollars. So uh, it seemed to be it seemed like that game. It's a Doctor Evil money. Yeah, That's a lot of money, man. Uh, I mean, we start getting three digits before the M. It's like whoa, multiple <laughs> commas, multiple commas, <laughs> multiple commas. So yeah, I mean, it's been honestly. I, I've worked. I've been fortunate, guys, in my career to work for some really great places. I, I you know, I really can't. I just as a professional, like in my professional career, I haven't worked for a, a company where I was like. Eh. You know, like, the, like I, I left a bad taste or I didn't like the way things ended. I mean, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. I mean, New York Times, the best of the best to the Washington Post, the best of my local, you know, uh, the best of the local um, uh, media companies, uh, NBC, Sports Washington, which covered, you know, had the rights for, you know, my favorite team. Um, and then the athletic, which is, I mean, the guys, when I tell you the athletics, a great place to work. I mean, there, there's like, there's not only great journalists that you can use as resources. Like if I have a question about, you know, I'm writing something like, like around trade deadline time and I want to speculate on, Hey, could this guy be a good fit? Well, guess what? The, the authority on that beat is on my Slack channel. All I have to do is go, Hey, Mike Russo, does this work? He'll get back to me. No, you're an idiot. That would never work. He's a lefty. He makes this much. And I'm looking at the cap figures. It would never work. That's the Minnesota guy, right? Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. You know, so, so it's, you know, having that, that resource. And the funny thing about it is, especially on the hockey side of things, guys, we all, like everyone who works for the athletic, we, like, we all broke into the business. We're all about the same age. We're in our forties. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of going through my head here. 
like the Southeast division, that's before the Metro division. I think everyone who covered that covered those hockey beats is at the athletic now. And we're all 23 years old trying to figure out what the F we were doing. Watching games in Atlanta. So the guy who covered Atlanta is Craig Custins, who's my boss. He's my boss's boss. So he covered the Thrashers. Mike Russo covered the Panthers. Um, That's uh, the name. Yeah. uh, 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 George um, Richards covered the Panthers a little bit. And he's kind of – he's gone off on his own now. Um, So, yeah, it's just kind of a huge reunion. So, like, you know, we have – I have all these, you know, Slack threads and and text threads with – Probably a little busier than the chirping one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been same really conversation, just less intelligent. Yeah. yeah, less intelligent, same topic. It's been really live today, I'll tell you that. But, I mean, like, we all grew up together. Like, even the Rangers guy, the Islanders guy, the, you know, the guys on the West Coast, like, we all started in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, um, uh, it's just, it's a really great, like, family-type atmosphere. You know, there's not a whole lot of internal competition. Like we're just trying to, you know, push each other stories on on the internet. And you know, when you're around so much talent, it kind of drives you to, you know, do your best work on a daily basis too. So, I mean, it's just and like no one's lording over me and telling me, hey, we need this, we need that. I don't get a whole lot of that. Like, ooh, it's reminding me of something I do have to do tomorrow. That's why <laughs> <laughs> there is one, there is one thing that I have. That's a little bit of a, a thing I have to take care of that they asked me to do. Um, but. Uh, you know, we're given free reign. It's like, Tarek, you want to write game stories, write game stories. You want to write features, write features. You want to do Q&As, do Q&As. Just give us good content. Give us stuff that people want to read. And so um, I don't read game stories. I don't read game stories. So I don't do game stories. You know, I do the stuff in between. You know, if I want to, if I want to read a, a game or I, I'll, you know, read the first four paragraphs of the, of the post story or the NHL.com story or the NBC sports Washington, you know, story or the AP story. I mean, it's, it, there, it's just out there, right? I mean, same quote, same stats. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Cause like, I've only written a handful of capitals related articles, but I hate writing post game recaps. It's just regurgitating Not, the same information right. that's everywhere. The, right. The yeah. only blog I wrote last year for the, for us was the, Oh, I wrote a couple, but the, I think the only one I really poured my heart and soul into was the, best style of caps players all time top <laughs> top top 10 i think was was what i did but yeah i'm with you there uh so yeah i guess we can move into some some caps related stuff uh, since we've talked the off season wasn't too busy um lost dylan um, and then just had a ton a ton a ton we've been calling for the the youth wave right and all of a sudden it's here by force um so i guess we, we started the season with a, a bunch of young guys in the lineup i think we've only had all four centers for are all four slated centers for what, one or two games this year. Yeah, so the, the, almost the midpoint of the year, uh, I think it's fair to say the Caps are exceeding expectations. Yeah, yeah, by by, by a little bit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you told me that you know they were going to have what a hundred and I, I actually have the stat right in front of me, a hundred and like twenty-seven man games lost going into a game. What what are we at? Thirty-five here. Yeah, thirty-six. And they'd be at or near the top of the NHL standings. I would have gone, whatever. That's that's just way, way too much. Yeah, I, I actually said before the season started, I was talking to my dad. I was like, I think this is the year that they don't make the playoffs, and here we are, fighting for the first spot in the division halfway through the season. I, I think, and and if, and and think about this, guys. I mean, I know a lot of people on the internet are are really furious about how terrible the Caps power play has been. Us, uh, just just wait and. 
till like the good players are back on it. I mean, like you can't put Alexei Protas, God bless him, you know, and say, oh, he's just going to straight up replace TJ Oshie or Evgeny Kuznetsov. It's not scheme, guys. It's personnel. It, there is a massive, massive difference between Nicholas Backstrom and somebody else. So, you, you know, you, you start putting all these young kids in there and, and, you know, it's not just skill level. Some of these guys are going to, are you getting attacked by like a dog over there? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Herb Brooks. That's my dog. <laughs> oh that's great that is great oh man yeah, that's her brooks i i thought you had like a girlfriend that was like smacking you up and i was like wait a minute my witnessing just that. as annoying that was she doesn't job. listen if we did this at seven this wouldn't have happened yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um yeah i have a nine pound shit too that's running around here somewhere i don't know where she went but um uh what was i talking about we're talking just the Cavs outperforming the, the yeah, power play so, personnel right now. So, I mean, like the power play guys, everyone's like, Tarek, you got to write about how terrible the power play. How do you even, I mean, like, you, I talked to Peter off to the side. It's like, you can't even assess the power play. They've had the full power play together for like one game. I yeah. mean, it, 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 that matters. It, it, it's power play comes down to a little bit of X's and O's and a lot of skill. And when you've got young players, young players don't know how, you know, so, uh, when you're when you're a national rights um, holder, you get to have like private conversations with the coach after the media. And they're usually a lot more candid with you because they're trying to give you some stuff that you can use in the broadcast. So I had a long talk with Mike Sullivan yesterday um, before the game. And, you know, we were talking about Evan Rodriguez. And, um, you know, I was asking, you know, he's getting some power play time here. You know, what do you think? And he said, you know, one thing that people don't really understand is power play like experience not just skill but like experience matters so much on the power play it takes years for a young player to figure out how to break down a pk and you know how to hold on to the puck for that extra second before making that pass into the scene and so you got these you got kids out there trying to re replicate evgeny kuznetsov and tj yoshi and um who else has been out um uh Baxter has been out all year. Baxter all year. I mean, like you're just not, you're not going to get that production out of those guys. Baxter comes back and they score and he gets two power play assists in three games. Well, I mean, AB might be our That's literally what's wrong with it is you literally took a hall of famer off the power play and you replaced him with a rookie who doesn't know how to break down a PK and also has never played at this level. And you're saying, Hey, go do what Nicholas Backstrom does. Well, one was a the sixth overall pick. And is on the way to the Hall of Fame, and another guy is trying to figure out how to play in this league. So, so you're confirming Baxter to the Hall of Fame here? He should. I mean, in my opinion, breaking news. I mean, he breaking news. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a vote, but I, I, I'd vote for him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny you bring up Baxter. I mean, he's got to be most um, uh, He's top three most underrated player of the last decade. I mean, you ask people around the league, they're like, oh yeah, he's good. He's good. But you watch him on a nightly, nightly basis, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's good. Well, I feel I like mean, it, maybe it was Orpik that said that on, on Chicklets or something. He's like, yeah, you know, I knew he was awesome playing against him. And then you play with him, and it's just a whole different animal. The, 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 thing that, the thing that has always amazed me about him is, like, I don't know how to describe this, but, like, it, I would call it pulse rate. Like, yes, exactly. He, me never too. panic. He's it's, never it's panicked. Like, it's like he's dead. I mean, like mm -hmm. he just doesn't – he can have a winger crashing down on him and a defenseman stepping up on him, and he's going to hold that puck until he's ready to let it go. Those guys are going to go, ha-ha, we're going to get 19 here. And he goes, ha-ha, and he slides the puck right between them, right onto Alex's stick, and it's a goal. And it's like, you know, he might take the 
hit, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, well, he, when you say it like that, out. when you say it like that, I guess it makes me, I was going to say that AB is usually our hot take artist, but I yell at the power play, just find the two on one, find the two on one. I mean, also oh, you've got someone that can thread the needle like Backstrom. It, eh, it's it's not spreading the needle, man. It's, it's, it's breaking those guys down. It's holding that puck and holding that puck. And poise. Puck. Yeah. That's the thing. He makes the moves that get to the out of position. That's a great word. It's 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 that extra spin. It's that extra second that they're holding on to it. And now now the, the the defender's legs are starting to feel like jello because they've been out there for thirty five seconds after they had just played a shift. And now you, you break it down again. What's Baxter played three games? He's got two power play assists already. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to turn it around. They're going to get to thirty, you know, a thirty percent success rate, but they're not going to finish. In, you know, 15 with a 15% success rate, they're going to get back into the mid twenties, low twenties, which is going to put them, you know, ninth, 10th, 11th, somewhere in that range. Also guys who has the first, you know, I, I, I wish I had the stats in front of me. Who has the first number one uh, ranked power play in the league? I believe it's Edmonton. Yeah. Is it still the Oilers? Yeah, it's been up it for like three years. What are they about to do? They're about to fire their coach, right? Yeah. That's nuts. So one's got, one's got the 28th ranked power play, but we we're, we're going, Hey, these guys might win the Stanley cup. The other guys have the best power play. And you know what you know what this league's about? You want to score on the power play, but you got to be good five on five. Mm-hmm. Five on five is where it's at. That's how well, you we've got we got Caps Twitter just going bananas over three on three overtime. Like, guys, this doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, the, you know when it does matter, it it'll matter if like they lose the division by like a point or two. And then it's right. like, all right, well, that's where when you pissed away that overtime against so. I should rephrase matter versus it will not matter in April or May. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I feel you. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's funny. They haven't gotten the results in the power play, but I feel like I'm looking up the uh, PP stats here. Um, the Blues are, in for, are they're tied with Edmonton. It's okay. St. Louis, Edmonton, Toronto, Anaheim. The Caps are sitting 28, 28 at 15%. That's ugly. That's ugly. ugly. You've been without three fifths of your power play for like weeks on end, so uh, it's gonna get it's gonna get into the. I'll make you guys a bet. I don't have any money, but I'll make you guys a bet. <laughs> Perfect. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're gonna end up. You're in good company. I bet they're gonna end up tenth. Well, they got a, a top ten PK right now. You want to get that? You want to get that PK and PP combined to what? One one ten one twenty. Yeah, that th- that'd be a, that'd be a good ratio. I I think I think. That's uh, and you're right. The PK has been very good. It hasn't been quite as good this year as last year, but it's still been very good. Um, but again, they're dominant at five on five. You, you know, I I think and I love Capitals fans. I mean, I grew up one of them. But I'll tell you, I think they've got a little spoiled. I'm starting to hate them. Got a little. I'm also spoiled. starting to hate yep. them. <laughs> yeah, I grew up. I grew up going to games for 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, what does I, it cost I, now? Oh. I don't know. I've, I've lucked out this bucks. year. You can ask the guys. I, yeah, I, I haven't bought a ticket in 20 years. I don't even know. What I've lucked out to a sweet ticket and a, a fourth row ticket to the Pens game Black Friday. So, yeah, so, I, so uh, I, you know, I have a media credential, so I don't, I don't pay for anything. You know, yeah, um, so yeah we're working on it. Yeah, and and my kids, you know, like when my son wants to go to a game, he's just he just tags along with one of his rich buddies who has like his dad has a suite or has some seats down low. <laughs> but I, I I haven't bought it like actually paid for a ticket in. I don't know. I, I, I just can't. I just buy the beers. I don't I don't want to look at the ticket price. Yeah. I'll buy you a couple twelve the, dollars. They won't let me drink in the in the media. That's true. I, I don't know why. Sick I mean, joke. Yeah. Like so you're they, should, they should have give you a little uh, a little uh, peek behind the curtain. Dallas Cowboys press box. 
best food. It has a, a great food, but it also has a nothing tap. So oh, when you're nice. done with your story, they turn it on like around, like right when the reporters come back up from, from yeah. the, doing their work. There's glasses. There's a tap. A tap in the media That's why room. The NFL's up here and the NHL's down here. <laughs> Very well. No, no. But also, you know, we used to get beers in Carolina, and they didn't have a tap. But did the owner cut off the bill for that, or? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been to Carolina in a while, but years ago, years ago, they would have like a, like literally like a cooler. Like you would come back in. It was such like a southern thing. It's old school. Right? Oh, so old school. It was like you come back in to finish up your story, and there's like a case of Bud Lights on, uh, you know, cans, you know, uh, on a in, on ice in a cooler. Yeah. The guy who doesn't pay the scouts phone bills, he probably nixed that the second he saw that in the budget. Yeah, I, I haven't been down there in a, in a little bit. Who's got the best grub? In the NHL? Yeah. NHL. MSG? Yeah. MSG's okay. You notice the NHL is not his first. He was going in. There are some good places in the, in the uh, NHL, but like the NFL is where it's at man like the two places that jump out to me for nfl i mean oh, yeah. washington football team is shocker but the, the places that jump out to me are arizona is ridiculous yeah. especially if it's like a one o'clock game because they're, they're they like literally cook breakfast a chef that's like a chef who like cooks for you there's a chef that cooks for you in philadelphia Ooh, um i believe that i if i remember correctly there's like a chef in new york for the giants yeah. um but my favorite is green bay they have like cheese curds and like sausage <laughs> and like something. Legit I don't cheese curds are yeah. so good. I, I lived in the Midwest for like ten years. Yeah. People don't get it, and, and you don't squeaky, get it. Squeaky. And you can't even find it around here. No. So like when you go to Green Bay, I like the first thing. It's like you're done with the interviews. Like I'm gonna get some cheese curds, bro. I'm oh man, I ordered <laughs> poutine in Maryland in the last year, and it was a massive disappointment. Believe it or not, poutine in Maryland. Oh, you know what? Um, um, Montreal's got those famous hot dogs. Mm. Those are pretty good. I, I will. Uh, I once tried to take a picture of Ovi. He was injured. I tried to take a picture of him eating the hot dogs. And he like turned away. He's like, no. <laughs> that would like we all think he has ever. a good diet anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, he's slugging Dr. Peppers and having a career year. We could, we could segue to that. We, we were but I literally like, I pulled my phone time. out and he saw me. He had like two hot dogs in his hand. I was like, pull my phone. He was like, no. And he like turned. It was the best. This, this might have been like that. Oh, this was before masks. So this would have been like, it, I, I, everything in my mind is like, before masks and after masks. This would have been like 18, 17, 18, maybe the cup year. Whatever year he was hurt in Montreal. So you can confirm it was Doc, it's Dr. Pepper on the bench? Um, I always thought it was Coke. I got to ask him. I haven't I talked heard it was Pepsi, not Coke. They, I think there was something last week that they were saying it was, yeah. it was Dr. Pepper, but this was uh, – did you see the, the Bleacher Report article that aged – so well 12 years ago I, mean, I saw that, that yeah. Is yeah 10 reasons why this was a mistake yeah i think that, I think that was if we're, if we're going back to you know 12 years ago you think we made the right or you think uh you think ted made the right choice there tar 100 <laughs> i mean but let's let's be honest guys i was you know i've covered this team since oh four right before the lockout there was a time there where like legit not hot take artists but like legit hockey minds were going is ovechkin over like, what just yeah. happened? He had 33 goals this year. Like, he didn't look into it. Like, what just happened? Right. So there, there was there was a year and a half there where not every story I wrote was about how great he was. A few of the stories, he, I wrote one about, like, what happened. And he confronted me on the island. No Ooh. kidding? 
Yeah, so he, he was not happy with with the story. Um, how, how often does that happen? Not a ton. Hmm. Not a ton. I mean, like, like he, he literally just, he literally was just like, yo, we got to talk about this, you know? Um, he was like, why did you have to bring my mom into this? And I was like, well, she's around. And, you know, it, it was a really long story, like a really long story. And then I'm just wondering around 2010. He wasn't mad at like the substance. He was mad that I brought in like his family, I think. But I mean, it, I thought it was fair game. And I thought the story was fair. I if I go back and read it now, like, and I did read it a few years ago, several years later, it still stood up. Like it, that's what was happening at the time. At the time, smart hockey people were going, what just happened? And then, you know, of course he, um, you know, he, he turns, he turns it, turns it on again. And, you know, he's, he's been great ever since. Well, yeah. And then we have no backs from this year and, no half of our lineup and again having a career year we were talking contract extension last time and yeah. here we are sitting january and we're we're we got a legit shot at 50 goals i i'm telling everybody ov1k forget breaking gretzky's record he's hitting a thousand I, I, i'm starting now ov1k bucci gross has already been on that take yeah it's i think it's a very limited train right now that people are on i said it to a, a former a former cap that i will not name right now i'm trying to get him on We'll see, but he laughed. He laughed in my face. What's he at? Seven fifty-four now. Uh, we should know that. I have the the bobblehead sitting in my office. Oh, you, you, with the you adjusted number. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're coming off Christmas break. I haven't been in there. Well, to be fair, they haven't played either, so I probably don't need to update it. I mean, let's let's get into that a little bit. Like, what what is he doing differently? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what are you attributing it to? Like, is it him stepping Dr. up when Kuznetsov's not there? Or seven fifty-four. 754. Oh, I nailed it. Yeah, I'm good. Right. <laughs> what a, hey, you do this for a living. I guess. Um so so he's doing a lot of stuff differently, guys. I mean, um, I mean, let's start with playing with Koozie and Koozie playing well, right? I mean, Koozie yeah. skates faster. He's on the revenge tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's, so, so he um you know, he kind of pulls Ovi with him, right? He skates faster, he's pushing the pace. He's carrying the puck through neutral zone with speed. Ovi, it doesn't want to get dusted. He's got to move his feet and he's got to get going to, to keep up. Tom Wilson is fast too. You know, you put those two guys out there. They're both also having career years. And some of that, you know, is it Ovi having a career year pulling them or is it them pulling him? It's probably a little bit of both, right? Right. Um, but for me, guys, it started with um, how hard he trained in the offseason. You know, he every time I ask him if he's lost some weight, he always just kind of laughs it off. He's like, pulls you aside like he did with the story. <laughs> yeah, he, he's always like, no, he usually just gives me a smart ass. What do you think? Do I look good? <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't, but it clearly he's lighter on his feet. And, you know, if you've covered this game long enough, when guys get into their mid to late 30s, they start cutting weight because that's how you, um, that's how you kind of compensate for that half step you lost. Another guy who looks like he's lost a little weight is, um, uh, Nicholas Backstrom, you know, taking some of the pressure off that hip, I think, you know, carrying around that extra weight can, you know, it starts to not only slows you down, it can put more stress on your joints. Um, but getting back to Ovi, just being in better shape. You know, I, I wrote a story on this uh, maybe a month now, maybe two months ago, it was early on uh, when he kind of had that really strong surge to start the year. And, um, you know, I talked to a few of the guys in the room. I was like, yo, what's up with Ovi? They were like, man, let me tell you, in uh, training camp, we had a two a day. And so, you know, we had some work. We had a workout in the morning. We were on the ice for an hour and a half. Everyone's in the sauna and the ice tub and everyone's just, you know, hey, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Ovi was changing into running clothes. Everyone's like, where are you going? He was like, to the track. 
And he took that Russian dude, Pavel, his trainer, and like went to the track and was like running around. You guys probably saw the tweet, the Washington Lee football team, or they're not Washington Lee anymore. What are they, Washington something? Um, they uh, they took a, a picture with them. They were like, yo, it's Ovi on our track. And they like ran over, you know, they were in the middle of their summer two-a-days, and he's in the middle of his summer two-a-days. I'm not saying he didn't work like that before, but, I mean, he's guys, he's getting to pucks he didn't get to last year. Right. He's beating defenders to the outside. He hasn't done that in a few years. Yeah, that's what I've been complaining the last couple of years. His big move was he'd just come into the zone, stop up, shoot the puck cross ice. Now he's right. burning the D. Yeah, uh, and, you know, more, more importantly, this is a thing you can't – it's harder to measure. It's just kind of like a – if you're a hockey guy and you've watched a lot of hockey, you kind of – he fades less in the third periods. I felt like he disappeared in the third periods a lot. Like, he was just – you could tell he was just getting older and slower and, you know, first – First 10 minutes of a game, he was great. Next 10 minutes, he was pretty good. Second period, third period, where'd he go? You know, I, and now he's like, I don't know if the numbers support that, but I'm not, I'm, that's like my eyeball test. I'm not just pulling yeah. out of my I just feel like he's, he's, um, uh, you know, that increased conditioning is just helping his all around game. So to me, that's the biggest thing. But, you know, yes, Peter Laviolette, he'll tell you, well, the conditioning, but it's also, it's Kuzi. I mean, Kuzi's getting him the puck and he's, that's, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, is, did, what did Kuzi do differently? I hear because Ovi was even saying in some of those like Instagram videos that Kuzi was training his bag off this entire summer. So was he doing yeah. something similar? You know, I, I've talked to him about it and he said he ran a lot more uh, than he did in years past. He was like, he was like, I ran like seven, eight, nine. He, this is literal, a literal quote. I ran like seven, eight, nine miles a day in the summer. I was like, a day? Are you talking kilometers or miles? He was like, no, <laughs> I was like, Eesh. And that's a lot of running for a hockey player. Yeah. Um, but you know, he was home and, uh, I think he was, he was really happy to be done with COVID. You know, I, I think his, his last, his, you know, he's at the hat trick of COVID. I think the last one was not that bad, but the, the first and second one kind of scared him a little bit. And I think it hurt, it hurt, it hurt his game last year too. Um, I don't think he was breathing quite as well as he needed to. And I think it affected his training and it definitely disrupted his season a couple of times. Um, but yeah, he, he did, he did work really hard this off season and you can see it. I mean, he's skating yeah. as well as he's ever skated before. I'll tell you, man, I was, I was telling someone the other day that I've never seen anyone skates the way Kuznetsov does the way he doesn't even like lift his feet. Sometimes he's kind of like yeah. sizzles going through and, the neutral zone. He's one yeah, of the he's best faster, faster than everyone else on the ice. The fastest you, glider on, on the NHL. Like, and you can tell, yeah. And you can tell the, the defenseman is looking at his feet and he's like, what the F is this guy about? Because like, you don't know, cause he's not lifting his feet. He's not right. crossing over. He's just kind of like swizzling. And then he yeah. makes a hard cut to the left and he's gone. He's, you know, he like, cuts through the middle of the, the ring. He's and the a, other thing he does really well is when he's stick handling, his stick is in the center of his body. So, like, you don't know if he's going to go to his forehand or his backhand. Like, that's great, that's great observation. Really great observation. He does a lot of things. And it's, it's so funny. I always ask him, How did you learn a skate like that? How did you learn a stick? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, He's serious. He's like, He's like, I'm serious. I don't know. Like, yeah. I just started doing it when I was 12 and I've done it ever since. There Sorry, a, I have a better answer. I, I, this could be just. Um, complete bullshit but i feel like i remember reading back in high school that semen was shooting pucks one day and uh, someone asked him like how did he learn to shoot that way he's like i don't know i shot it one time and it made an awesome noise off the bar and was like i need to do that again <laughs> and just kept doing <laughs> that's a very semen like answer <laughs> yeah, that guy was something man that guy was something but yeah that, that that uh that sounds about right i mean uh, but yeah, if Kuzi can keep playing the way he's playing, um, I mean, he, he's, he's the difference maker on this. He's team. killing penalties. Yeah. 
what the hell? Where did that come from? He's actually gotten good at it. At first, at first, it was like, are you sure? Are you sure, Peter? Are you sure? He's been good lately. Do you think that's Laviolette, you know, telling him, hey, we trust you. Like, we want you here. No, no, that that was, that was, that was Kuzi going to Peter over the summer and going, hey, I want to play more. Like, give me more minutes. He was like, I can't put you on the power play anymore. You're on the first unit and you're on the first line. He's like, I want more. Give me more. So like, all right, I'll put you on the penalty kill. He said, I did it in Russia. I know how to do this. I'm good. I know how to, I, I'm, a, I'm the first unit power play. So I know what they're going to do because I, I'm on the other side of this too. He was like, all right, if you think you can handle the minutes. And, you know, I, I think um, and there was probably a little more of, of Peter kind of, you know, interjecting there, but I mean, um, yeah, they had that conversation last year. Uh, Kuzi went to him at some point last year and asked to be on the PK and, then he got COVID for the second time and then got four games. So I like, last year was a bit of a disaster, but um, I also think Kuzi was motivated a little bit by some of the noise that was out there. Some of the, I was going to get into that, the trade rumors, uh, yeah. us Cavs fans being spoiled. And that I mean, Ben was pro- probably the, the only one in Washington Capitals Twitter that was saying, no, we're not going to trade this guy. He's still got one really good year in it. Like, let's just give him one more year and see what happens. Whereas everybody else is like, let's, we got to trade for a number one center or number two center. So I, I, I don't know. I, I have to imagine that they did at least have some conversations, you know, and then once you realize you're not going to get back what you, what you think you you know, his value right. is, then it's all right. We got, we're not going to get, what we're looking for guys. They're offering third line dudes here. We can't, we can't well, you do saw that. How long you you waited. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you can certainly do that, but you know, you run the risk of injury, you run the risk of all sorts of other things. And I think at some point they were like, you know what, we, we've been looking for 10 years for a second. We got the second line set. We got our guy. Right. Let's fix him as opposed to flushing him and trying to start over here. Well, I see yeah, he's yeah. playing like a $7.8 million center right now. I mean, that, yeah. that, that was my, it's an obvious gripe, but that was my gripe. Yeah, right. I was going to say, if he's going to play like an $8 market. million dollar player, I'd love to have him. Um, yeah. Again, that's a pretty obvious take. I digress. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, other guys that are, are, you know, really chipping in right now, is there, is there, uh, like Ovi being the captain, obviously with all this youth in the locker room, like is, is Ovi a vocal leader? Is he, are there other guys stepping up? I know Willie got the A for a few games there. What's the, the leadership looking like this year without Backstrom for half a season? You know, Backstrom's been around the team a lot. Um, but yeah, you're right. When you're not playing, it's hard to walk in the room and, and, you know, take numbers and, and kick ass. Right. I mean, you, you aren't in the fight. So um, it, it, it's always been kind of by committee. Like Ovi's not the dude who walks in and slams the door all the time and says that first period was garbage. That wasn't acceptable. That's not him. Um, he leads by example. You know, he'll pull a guy aside and say something when it's needed to be said. Daniel Sprong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you saw that. I mean, like oh, last yeah. year was, you saw that with Sam Sonoff when he had that the brain fart in the Boston series. I mean, he gives tough love. I mean, he wears his heart on the sleeve. If he thinks you screwed up in the D zone or you shouldn't have bobbled the puck behind the goal that led to the you know the game losing goal, he's going to let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I, you know, I, I, the leadership group kind of, in my opinion, now I'm obviously not in the room, but just you know from what I've heard and what I've observed, it feels like it's a kind of a. Um, shared responsibility between I would say Ovi, Backstrom, Oshi, Carlson, Wilson. You know, then you have some 
Yeah. Who's Lars, Hags, they've all been in the league for forever. Yeah, I I I don't know. I, I'm not sure I'd throw them in that category. Um I, I would say those five guys really, you know, I um I mean, but again, I I you know, having I'm I'm not in the room when things are going bad in the second period, right? And they, they gotta, you know, the second intermission, they gotta straighten things out. But just you know, from what I've observed, I, I would say those five guys. I don't, I don't think I'm forgetting one. Yeah. Carlson on the back end, you know, Wilson is, you know, taking a more of a vocal role. Um, Oshie is always kind of like the energizer, but he kind of just gets everything, everyone fired up and kind of gets everyone in the right frame of mind for a game. You know, I, I also think you shouldn't overlook the coaching. I mean, you know, if you don't let last year, there were a lot of challenges. You couldn't meet with guys. You couldn't have a lot of one-on-one time with guys. You know, he showed up on day one of training camp last year and was meeting guys for the first time because you just you weren't allowed to be around people face-to-face. Right. And, you know, um, being a boss, you know, you have to have those personal relationships. And so I don't think anyone should overlook the impact that Peter's had. How's he not getting, um, getting talked about for – I just wrote a story. I just wrote a story where I said he would. Come on. Well, I know you. I'm sorry. I don't know <laughs> one, but you see, like the NHL Instagram, they post like their their uh, their. Well, heat I, I'll, t- and- I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's because the people who aren't in DC go. He's got Nicholas Backstrom, Alex Ovechkin, and John Carlson. They don't realize that right. like like 25 million dollars in players have been sidelined for like two thirds of the season. Right? He, they don't see that. I mean, like, if you asked me, you know, like, what's going on inside the Ducks, I'd be like, I don't know. I saw him one time. I thought Trevor Zegers was pretty good. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> like, I, you know, so I, I think um, uh, there's a lot of that when it comes to those kind of those kind of stories. It's, you know, it's a lot of obvious choices. And, um, right. you know, the fact that the, the Capitals have been so almost at the Penguins, Jesus, I, the Capitals have been so good for so long. I think that always you know, weighs on people's minds when they are thinking about coach of the year. You think of coach of the year, you think of, you know, like what Boudreaux is doing. Yeah. Like what Boudreaux is doing in, right. uh, you know, Vancouver or like what Dean Evison's doing in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. You, you think about guys like that. Right. Um, but as a person who's around this every day, um, and I'm not just saying this because uh, Peter's a fine guy. He doesn't give me any scoops or anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think he's doing one hell of a job. I mean, just, 11 rookies have played, you know, I, I, yeah. I know people, you know, shit on him for not playing his, you know, for pl- overplaying his veteran some time and not giving Connor McMichael some minutes, you know, but the dude knows what he's doing. He's won a yeah. cup. His team- there's a reason he's 10th all time. Yeah, there's a reason he's 10th all time. And, you, you know, you see people complaining about ice time, you know, and this, this isn't a rant. I mean, everyone has the right to kind of, you know, question what's going on with their favorite team. I get that. Um, but I mean, you spent, you spent 10 minutes thinking about who should be playing more, you know, Laviolette, you know, couldn't sleep last night trying to figure out how he was going to squeeze more out of his third line. You know what I mean? Like he had, he's had 30 conversations with an assistant coach today, trying to figure out how they're going to get so-and-so to 10, 12 minutes. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're living and dying over this. So, you know, I think it's a lot easier to criticize someone when the team is doing poorly. I think they deserve, you know, the benefit of the doubt when when they're playing as well as they are right now, especially you know, given yeah. the circumstances, right? As you're preaching and, to the choir, there. Say, you're, you're talking about them playing so well right now. I mean, this is kind of a little bit of a different topic, but I mean, it's one that comes up. It's going to come up every February. 
Um, do you see them making any type of move? I mean, they're playing oh, so yeah. well right now that I'm sure. You said Minnesota. You confirmed a Minnesota trade earlier. You and Russo were talking. Oh, no, that was last year. That was last year. I don't remember what it was, but it was so stupid that he laughed at me. Um, Give us Capri's off. <laughs> I, I, I do think they're going to, that they're going to, they're this, what they've done to this point. If I'm Brian McClellan, this has, you know, inspired me to now go all in again. You know, like right. dude, ask me in, the, in the off season, what do you do? I'm like, stay the course. If you get lucky and make a run, you make a run, but don't give up your first round pick. This probably right. the year guys are, but now you see these guys, you know, playing the way they're playing and, you know, playing for Peter and, you know, there, it feels like it just feels like there's a little magic. There's a little something going on here that you kind of felt late in that cup run. I'm not saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but there's something going on more than just you know the sum of the parts, right? There just feels like there's something else going on here. So if I if I'm if I'm management, I'm changing my mind now. I'm going, hey, do you think Mark Andre Fleury can can put us over the top? Hey, Jonathan Quick's got another year. Jonathan Quick's got another year in his deal, but you know. Mantha's well, the eye. We can we can afford them right now. Like we need some goaltending, right? Like like what I are we would, doing here? Who I would go all in on? Mark Andre. Wow, you got me I, I'm just throwing names out there. I mean, I, I I mean to me, I Miko think, Miko Koskinen. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> Although his response, I've I've never heard a player like usually players go, hey, that's the coach's you know opinion. Blah, blah. he fired right back. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I'm glad I'm not covering Edmonton. Today. <laughs> that was great. Um, um, you you mentioned Mantha back there. Sorry if you have a final yeah, no. point there. Okay. Yeah, no, just uh, just someone like Mantha is someone that a lot of Caps fans are kind of like semi forgotten about just because he's barely played. He only played a few games this season before he started. Uh, probably I'm Canadian. Are you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben's up in uh, Muskoka. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So I just, I, I, I just, I just busted you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but um, no, it's just uh, with Mantha being out and everything, just kind of. What do um what do you expect from him like when he comes back like what does the organization expect because I haven't really gotten the full taste of Anthony May. Is there is there a timeline yeah. even? Yeah, yeah is there a timeline? Uh, I mean he's out for a while, man. He's he's still not he's not even close to getting back on the ice from what I hear. Um, it was a bad shoulder injury. Um, yeah, well, he had surgery within twenty four hours. Like less, like whenever that happens, that's like oh that's jacked up. We need to fix yeah. that right away. And sometimes, and I, I don't know this, but sometimes when you have those quick surgeries, sometimes there's a second, you know, there's more stuff that's going on. So I've seen him around. He's, you know, I, I see his car at the facility. He's behind the scenes. And I've seen him in his, you know, uh, Under Armour stuff, kind of like walking. So you can tell he's starting to starting to move again. You know, he's, he's starting to uh, rehab. Um, he's, you know, he's at the game rink. I see him after games. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking from what I'm told, uh, you know, closer to the playoffs. Um, you know, might be looking at a Kucherov situation here where, you know, even if he's ready a little bit early, yeah, you know what, take your time, Anthony. We need this cap <laughs> space and we'll bring you back. We'll I bring you back, back game one. We were thinking that, you know, I just because he, he just, he looked like he wasn't making a whole lot of progress. And then, you know, the funny thing about injuries, man, is they can take a turn where they can get worse or they can take a turn where they start accelerating and getting better. He went from like barely being able to cross over to like, Whoa, did he just do a spin? And you're like, you could see it. Like I, we want, I feel like we went to California, like start before we went to California. Like I was like, yeah, this guy ain't playing anytime soon. Came back and I saw him in a practice and I was like, Whoa, that looked like Nick. So like he, he made a big stride there. I don't think, any, I, don't, I don't think there's any procedure or like anything that caused it. I think he just started feeling better. Um, 
you know, and I think there's still a lot of runway for him to continue to improve. He's still kind of walking with a little bit of a hitch, you know. You can tell he's not still not 100%. He's well enough to play, but he's still going to be – he's going to hopefully, you know, be even closer to 100% later in the year when they really are going to need to lean on him. We, uh, we've had you for a little bit here. We got uh, just a couple more questions, but I have one more uh, just catch related to maybe dive a little bit deeper. What do you see the, the makeup of this roster heading into the second half of this season? We're almost fully healthy down the middle again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're getting, you know, TVRs playing, you know, pretty well for a guy that was spotted in the lineup last year. Um, if we do keep Mantha on LTIR, we, not me, sorry. Um, if the Capitals keep Mantha on LTIR, is there, you know, going to be a move there? Uh, you know, not to rehash it, but is that, yeah. are we going to be excited in the spring? I think so. I think so. I, I, I think they have moved from cautious optimism to let's go all in again. Like, I'm not saying you need to move your first round pick, but eh. yeah. <laughs> Well, like, I, like, I'm not as opposed to it now as I would have been, you know, yeah. back in July. I mean, well, L.A. Rams and just tr- get all the old vets. <laughs> so you, I did want to. You need oh, a goal. Sorry, go ahead. Right? You need a goal. Yeah. I mean, uh, these two guys are OK, but I like I you can win a cup with one of these two. I don't know. Right. I mean, like Sammy, Sammy's getting better. He's getting more consistent. Is he? Is this the year? I don't know. I, it doesn't feel that way to me. Um you know, goalies don't get moved to the deadline a whole lot, but you know, I, I think I think that's going to have to be in the conversation. I think D, you're probably set. Right. I think you have D coming out of your. I mean, there's just <laughs> there's too many D's right now. <laughs> I think um, I think we've seen more Matt Irwin games than I anticipated this year already. Well, he's not half bad. He's not. I just didn't expect to see him. Yeah. It's yeah. just weird seeing a 52 out there. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Um, I think if anything, you might add a little um, little offensive depth. You know, it's always nice to have an, you know another player in case Sprung goes dry and you know someone else gets hurt. You know, you, you don't want to have to reach down to you know Hershey and call back up a you know a prospect or you know when the, when your season's on the line in Game Three against you know Pittsburgh, right? So um, I, I think you, you probably go in that way. So I would say a goaltender and a forward, but I, I I feel like they're back in the business of all in. You heard it here first. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's how I would approach it. I don't know. Again, I think it'd be hard for me to, with a good draft coming up, like it'd be hard for me to move my first rounder. I'd be, I'd be listening to second, third, fourth, you know, but that's going to get me, you know, and you, you also, guys, they've showcased a lot of prospects. All these dudes are not going to make it. Like there's, there's, <laughs> too many, there's too many of them and not enough holes, but they've shown these guys now, right? Right. So, you know, can you get something for Lucas Johansson? You've got too many left shot D, right? He's got too many of them. Can you move Lucas now that he's playing well? Alexia, does he come into play? Like, you, you're, they're not all going to make it. You're, mm-hmm. you're just not going to have enough time. And you don't want to bury them down there and have a sunk asset, right? So, you know, I'm throwing a lot of names out there. This this is me literally with a roster in front of me, just like throwing names out there. I look at Cat Geek all day long. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. You know, suggesting trades or you know, being specific because I've heard something. But you know, you just look at positions, right? And you got a lot of young left-handed D, yeah. and you don't have enough depth up front, probably. And your goaltenders are in the bottom third in save percentage. You know, I mean, they're okay. You know, like I haven't the- stolen a lot of games. A couple, two, three. But yeah, not I can lot. think of like two. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, and, and in the playoffs, you, you know, when, when, when the game gets really buttoned up and tight, 
Like you need your goalie, right? You you need them to to steal. You got to steal a game, a game in every series. You got to steal one, um, because you're not scoring three point six goals a game in the playoffs against the Bruins or against uh, not against the Islanders or the Islanders. Well, I, you don't have to worry about them. Well, not this year. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I don't think we got to worry about them this year. Um, man, my phone is still blowing up. What is well, happening? We got one more question for you, Targo. We'll you good. Know, but good. we wouldn't be doing our homework if we didn't ask about your son. You know, we got some NCDC games this year. He's up yeah. at the Black Bears. I know yeah. your schedule is just nuts. Have you been able to, to catch any of those games on fast hockey or anything? No, I actually, Did you get to watch I actually any was of there for all four junior games this year, which is really cool. Um, I skipped a Caps game. Uh, here's a funny story. So I skipped a Caps game to go to his first junior game. It was for the uh, it's Kareem, right? Yeah, Kareem for the for the Junior Rangers. Um, I forget what game it was, but I skipped it. It was a home game, and I never skipped home games. I was like, oh my god, kids' first junior game, I gotta go. And he's like, I, I need Chipotle. I'm so tired. Like I'm just burnt out from like exhaustion. Like that, his legs weren't. It was just. It's, there's a lot of like emotional. Emotion, yeah. Yeah. So he was just beat. Was just beat. And so the Caps are playing a game. It's like. 6.59 on a Saturday. And we walk in and I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, I gotta watch this game somehow. And I'm trying to load it up on my phone. We're standing in the longest line at Chipotle in Darien, Connecticut ever. And I'm standing there and this dude walks up to me and he pulls from under his jacket. He has a Caps t-shirt on. He goes, let's go Caps. What are you doing in Darien, Connecticut? Chipotle is the national Chipotle. Mexican-American fast dining casual yeah. restaurant in the NHL. <laughs> So um, uh, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it made my son, he just rolled his eyes. He's like, you're, you think you're so famous. You're so famous. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's good. I mean, you know, things are moving along for him. You know, I, I would hope, you know, he's a senior in high school. I, I would hope he could play full-time junior hockey next well, season. Well, he was at the combine labs, the USHL combine, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, That's pretty that was, exciting. That's awesome, especially for a, a Virginia kid. There's not a ton of – I mean, there's, you know, a handful of guys, but that's really exciting. He scored five goals in four games at that combine. Like it, it How was, hard? Like, kind of crazy. Um, for a guy who doesn't have a really a hard shot. We're pumping his tires. We got to talk him down a little bit. No, he, he just finds a way to score. He loves scoring. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, he's off – It's. I just got home from Pittsburgh. He's off to Pittsburgh for a tournament this weekend. And so here's so here's here's my situation, guys. The capture in St. Louis tomorrow. I'm going to the airport. If my flight is canceled because of snow, and I think there's a pretty good chance I'm gonna then instead of go to Pittsburgh and watch him play. Cause I wasn't gonna go to Minnesota anyway, because it's a, there's no morning skate, there's not much access, it's a late game. Um, so if my flight's on time, I'm going to St. Louis. If my flight is not on time or canceled. I'm going to watch uh, Team Maryland play in Pittsburgh. So um, part of me is like, I haven't seen him play in so long. I kind of want to go. And then part of me is like, nah, Caps, Caps St. Louis is a pretty good game, too. Say like, the I, word. I'm a little Say t- the word. We'll bomb threat the St. Louis flight right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, such an easy airport to get in. <laughs> St. Louis, I don't, you know, St. I don't even remember the last. Yeah, St. Louis isn't bad. It's far away. The airport's yeah, far away. It's, yeah. all I remember was it's a long Uber ride into town, downtown. Um, so I'm going to give it till about, what's it, 825? I'm going to give it till about 4 in the morning, which is about when I got to wake up, start getting ready to go to the airport. And then if it looks really bad, I'm going to check dial up southwest. And if, if I see it's canceled, 
going to watch youth hockey. Nice. You appreciate it. I don't know if anyone else is in here. I mean, be sure to shout your boy out. But yeah, um, maybe we get Kareem on a, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be firing those up in the new year too. So we we'll yeah, get the, I, the whole family in on it. <laughs> he's he's a he's you know he's uh pretty talkative. He, you, you know, he, if you ask the right questions, he'll uh where he'll do you what he's thinking. Who's, who's his old man? Right? You do this for a living? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, I don't, he's not going to follow my footsteps though. I can tell you, I can guarantee you that he's not going to be, he's not going to be in, uh, in sports media. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll be out there, but that's, that's not a bad start. Pretty good yeah. gig too. Uh, I'll have to check in, uh, check in yeah, here soon. Give me a call anytime. <laughs>